Welcome to Outside by Design, the podcast about the business side of creativity in the outdoor industry. I talk to some of our industry's finest leaders, entrepreneurs, freelancers, and creatives about crafting a life and a career based upon being outside. Hi, welcome to Outside by Design, the podcast about the business side of creativity in the outdoor industry. Thank you so much for being here. I know a lot of our listeners are marketing managers and brand managers and writers and photographers and people in editorial. So thank you so much for being here and uh, giving me some time between your ears. That's so awesome. And I'm grateful to everybody who hangs out and listens to the podcast. We've been seeing a ton of growth on the podcast. So people are liking the content and that's really exciting. Um, I'm your host, Lisa Slagle, by the way. I uh, have received feedback. I don't talk about myself enough um, on the podcast, but um, yeah, I own a creative agency called Wheelie Creative, and we represent brands in the outdoor industry and do tons and tons of production work and strategy and creative direction and art direction and design. Um, it's, it's a dream job, and I'm so grateful for my crew, and there's been a lot of exciting stuff. We just moved offices, and that has been insane. I have been living at my office, painting walls, and getting everybody's stations a little more cleaned up and a happy place to work. And come to work every day and hopefully every year and keep keep all these employees happy. So um, making good head, headway there for sure. And then I just got back from Outdoor Retailer and then Project 16X, um, which was a really interesting event in Telluride where 16 women from the outdoor industry came together to talk about entrepreneurship and hang out in Telluride and go on hikes and sit in hot tubs. And it was amazing. It was a really interesting event. Today I'm talking to someone I met at Project 16X, and her name is Paulina Dow. She's awesome. Paulina is this super smart, high-achieving individual who's also really thoughtful and methodical and I think pretty meticulous uh, because she is kind of going through this creative struggle that I think we can all identify with. I think it's really a relatable episode. I think that you will find... I think everyone will find something in common with Paulina of, you know, well, am I enough? And is the work I do enough? And is this work fulfilling? And what does it mean to be fulfilling? And um, she also is, you know, a champion for change and um, a champion for, you know, what she calls the diversity dilemma in outdoor media. And I think, I think you're going to like it. I think Paulina has some really interesting things to say about, creativity and using all sides of her brain and um, she's just a lovely lovely human being as well so yeah enjoy the podcast um, so hey Paulina thank you so much for being here today on outside by design thanks for having me yeah, we're the first question we always ask everybody is to describe your setting. Where are you coming from and what's your environment look like? Yeah, so I am currently sitting in a phone booth at my 
other full-time job. <laughs> I work as a software engineer for a giant financial corporation and we just move offices and they have these super cushy phone booths where it's nice and quiet and a bunch of people actually just moved onto a floor and it's really noisy so this is a really nice nice break. That's so cool. Do you enjoy being a software engineer? Um, I enjoy the process of solving problems with with code and I also don't mind sitting at a desk all day because it gives me a really good um, schedule um, and it really also is pretty flexible and allows me to go pursue other things like trying to break it into the freelance photography and stuff um, and travel a lot or like work remotely so so yeah I feel like we don't have very much time on this planet. So really being able to um, pursue like what makes your heart happy and full is, is really, really important. And I also want to note that it is, that is like a very, very also a very, very privileged way of thinking. Yes. Um, but that's awesome that it leads me to my next question is what lights you up and what sets your heart on fire? Is it photography? Um, for me, it's really, I think, being able to tell stories about just, like, really cool people doing cool things and also being able to share um, our public lands and just getting outside with with the world. Um, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like, going outside is really hard. Hiking is hard. I don't know what to do. Or um, a lot of my, my non-outdoorsy friends say, like, oh, you know, we, I can't go hiking with you because you do all these like crazy badass things. Um, and so like, that seems scary. And, you know, it's really not that scary. I don't think a, a lot of people realize that I'm like the world's slowest hiker. And I just plan for that accordingly. And being able to, to share how easy it is to get outside um, is really important to me. That's so cool. And I, I know that you are involved very heavily. I think you started something called the Bay Area Outdoor Women. Yeah. Uh, so I started a Facebook group called Bay Area Outdoor Women, which mirrors um, my friend's group called Pacific Northwest Outdoor Women, uh, based out of like Washington, Oregon, that ish area. And the idea is to create a safe space for uh, women to co connect with one another in in the Bay Area to you know inspire each other to go on adventures and also just to find adventure partners. Um, for me, I feel like it's really hard to make friends around here. A lot of people are very into their jobs. Not that that's bad, but it's just really difficult to have friends who are you know like not um, your coworkers. Um, and a lot of people here are transplants from other areas as well. So that's a good avenue. Yeah. Um, so I try to host events like once a month or once every couple of months, but it is a little a little bit tough just because I'm not here very often. And oh God, taking time for myself is something that I've realized is also very important. Yeah. You, you seem to be doing a ton of things because you have a full-time job, you're freelancing, you're, you know, helping women get outside and you're involved in the climbing community. So how, how do you take time for yourself? Is that climbing? 
Uh, it is climbing and also kind of just like finding ways to really disconnect from laptop, phone, all that stuff. Even though it's really hard. I feel like I'm just always playing on my phone for like, you know, when we're on road trips, like driving places. It's just like, oh, this is like a good time to check up on things. But um, it helps when we go places where there's there's no service. And sometimes it helps um, for me to just like leave everything behind, like leave the phone or maybe like put my phone on airplane mode. Cause sometimes I maybe want to just snap some random shots of stuff, but leaving like camera behind and just going out with my boyfriend or friends where there's no service just to kind of recharge. Um, and lately I've been spending, I was, so I was gone for almost all of July, say for like a couple of days here and there. And I was gone uh, almost all of last week on a project. And so really, it's really been nice to kind of just hang out at home um, and catch up on like home things. I have a lot of houseplants and like it brings me such joy to, to, to care for them and like cultivate them. And that's really what I do on the weekends when I'm not, not around. Oh, and the other day I picked up a Nintendo Switch. Um, Gosh, so I'm really excited about playing video games. <laughs> Do you share a mattress with someone and one, one person likes the mattress soft and squishy and the other person likes the mattress to be hard, like they're sleeping on the floor? There's mattresses out there for that. I don't know what they are, but I can tell you about a great creative agency. Really creative where we know nothing about mattresses and everything about branding. <laughs> I got you good. I fooled you. You thought that was going to be a mattress ad, but really it's for a creative agency. Uh, we believe that life should be lived, felt, and shouted from mountaintops. And therefore, Wheelie is a new school creative agency for people who thrive outside. We do branding, strategy, content, tons of video work, tons and tons of product launches. You should go to our website. We just did some of those like old school 80s style photos where it's like you in the foreground and then your floating head in the background at a lighter opacity. We just did company profiles that look like that. So check it out. Just if anything, go to the website and look at our bio pages because they're ridiculous. Wheeliecreative.com. You won't regret it. And we know nothing about mattresses. I think uh, if you really wanted to jump off the tech, off your uh, software engineering job and go full-time in photography, I think you would uh, find great success that way. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. And it's basically it's a little tiring working two full-time jobs. And it makes me really, in, in a way, appreciate my, my tech job more because there's so much less hustle. Um, so everyone's always just like, oh, you know, like full-time jobs are terrible, but I'm like, well, you know, there's a little, there's trade-offs to both is, is really what it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, I remember for me, I, I kind of basically started out my career freelancing and then, um, I took one job at backcountry.com in the photography department and, then I was like, nope, I'm going back to doing my own thing. And <laughs> so I never had that fear or like kind of like the, Oh my gosh, I have to leave something stable for something unstable or something uncertain. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't really imagine like how, how much of a game changer that would be. 
Yeah, and for me, um, my parents, I grew up in a very like strict household. Uh, my parents immigrated here from Vietnam and, you know, they were all about like, you work really hard to get a full-time job as a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer, and then you've made it. And so I think having that societal pressure from like my family and um, a lot of people that I, I grew up with or like the environment that I grew up with makes it a little bit scarier to, to pull the trigger as well. Wow. Oh, yeah, especially because um, our high school 10-year reunion is coming up and um, I'm actually supposed to be planning it, but I feel so far removed from everything and in high school. And somebody was like, hey, we're going to pick like what, who we think are the most successful people from our class. And we're going to do like a little profile on them. And I'm just like, this is so wrong. You can't like define people's success for them. But you can't just pick people and say, hey, you're successful versus like someone else and say, hey, you're not because it's so subjective. You know, like for me, like being a CEO of a company is, well, yes, it looks successful on paper, but it doesn't really feel like success to me because that's a lot of responsibility. And for me, like success is, you know, being able to go out and like travel a lot and have a flexible schedule. And that was just, just things I've been thinking about lately. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting conversation to have is like what, what defines success is so subjective and... um being creative is like usually something that you can't like squelch you have to let that passion and that creativity and that need to create you have to let that out and it doesn't really follow the path of like the typical society success story and so I think I think it's really important to acknowledge that success is you know a special thing and a personal thing and um I, I just think it's awesome that you're you're gonna make the move you're thinking about it <laughs> That's exciting, though. Um, what uh, What do you think is next? Um, like I said, definitely trying to do the whole freelance photography hustle. Um, but if for some reason that doesn't work out, or you know, if I don't want to do that full time, I would really love to work um, in a space that helps get people outside. Um, I'm not really sure what that looks like, but maybe some sort of like outdoor science school or, or summer camp. Um, Cause I used to, when I was younger, I used to volunteer for at Walden West outdoor school and science camp. And it's just, it's so tiring, but it's so much fun being able to show, um, you know, hiking, climbing, high ropes courses to, to young people and inspire them to, to get outdoors and protect protect the outside. Um, and there are a couple or nonprofits that I follow from time to time. Um, one of them is called the Wampler Foundation. And there's a man, his name's Stephen Wampler, and he's the first person with cerebral palsy to climb El Cap. And he went to a summer camp for um, people who are differently abled and that's how he realized that, you know, he could live a normal life. Um, yes, there might be challenges and setbacks, but, um, you know, he's married and he has kids now. And so he owns this camp called um, Camp Womp 
somewhere out near like Truckee or North Lake Tahoe. And they send differently abled kids there, all expenses paid um, for like a week or so. Um, not quite sure of the details every summer. So just like go hang out and like go kayaking and swimming and hiking to show, you know, like, hey, yes, you might be a little bit different, but you can still you can still do all these things. So be able to work in a space like that, I think is would be so, so amazing for me. Oh yeah. And you you're very interesting to me because you have all these passions that are, you know, tech and creativity and science and your your brain seems to be the total package. <laughs> I feel like it's a little noisy. There's I don't know. I feel it I think a lot of people think that, you know, you can only do one thing with your whole life. But now I'm at a point where I'm starting to realize that it's okay to have like different interests or like different careers because, you know, we're always evolving as people. And so like, you know, who I was five years ago is very different from who I am now. And I'm still starting to come to terms with that and say, you know, it's okay for you to like want different things. Absolutely. Do you ever feel like there's too much to do in one day between the work and the family and the skiing and the skiing and the mountain biking and the skiing? There's just too much to do and you don't have time to go to the grocery store, but you'd like to cook? Well, guess what? There's a solution where you can get food ordered to your door. It's awesome. But you know what's even more awesome? WheelieCreative.com. It's a creative agency for outdoor brands. We believe that life should be lived, felt, and shouted from mountaintops. And Wheelie is a new school creative agency for people who thrive outside. But wait, you may be thinking, Lisa, isn't that your company? Yes, it is. And I'm paying them to edit this podcast. So you get to hear about it. You thought you were going to hear about some type of food delivery service, but I fooled you into listening to another Wheelie Creative commercial. So check it out. WheelieCreative.com. Branding, strategy, design, all kinds of good stuff for the outdoor industry. Um, I know you do a lot of like photography for brands and um, Instagram and things like that. So like for people out there who maybe aren't even as far along as you are with your photography and your brand ambassadorship and all that, um, what do you think that brands want to see when they work with a photographer or an ambassador or an influencer? Like, what do you think that bigger brands are looking for? Um, I think a lot of brands are just looking for different um, in the sense that, you know, like you are a person with your own lived experiences and stories to tell. Um, how can you tell that in a way that's unique to you? And that's something that I always try to remember when I'm like, you know, scrolling through like my feed and seeing like similar photos with like thousands of likes. I'm like, well, yes, this photo has thousands of likes, but this isn't something that I think embodies like me or the work I do. So um, that's something that's really, really important. And um, also going off of that, I feel like a lot of people base their self-worth or, you know, how well they are doing off of Instagram and how many likes and how many followers that they have. And 
it's really hard not to get caught up in that, but it's important to remember that, you know, Instagram is just a platform and there are plenty of people out there who are like doing it and making a career out of photography or, you know, whatever they're trying to do that are on Instagram with not very many followers. And so I think, you know, if you're doing good work and you know, like the right people, brands will always be able to find you and Instagram is like not really a good judge of that because it's also a platform that you do not control and it can shut down things can change at any minute yeah and I always have to remind myself because of the work we do as a creative agency you know and I'm employing people and we do so much with Instagram and all the brands are so passionate about Instagram but at the end of the day Instagram is an app and it's a fake little world inside of your phone. Yeah. Yeah, it's so fake and it's such a time suck and I'm, it's so hard not to get caught up in it. And I have to tell myself that every single day. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Chronicles of Narnia style. Like you go into the <laughs> wardrobe and it's like you go into your phone and there's a whole world in there. But you can always, always leave. I don't know. I, I find it fascinating how, how big that has become in people's personalities and, you know, going out there just to get the shot or, you know, going on trips only because they're Instagram worthy and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it is really interesting how, how it is an app, but it really has built its way into people's um, experiential lifestyle as well. Yeah, whatever the next Instagram is, will also be very interesting to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or if there will be a next Instagram, who knows? Mm -hmm. It's really exciting. So would you say that, how am I going to ask this question? I woke, okay. So I loved the article you wrote called, why don't they look like me? Mm -hmm. And it's about the diversity dilemma in the outdoor, in outdoor media. And this article is on your website, littlegrunts.com. Um, and you wrote this in November 2016. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. And I think this is just like a very well-written article. I remember reading that, this kind of personal narrative. Um, so tell me what that article did for you and, and your career. And, um, you know, the opening sentence says, sometime last year I was tossed on a list of women of color to follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a really well-written article. So just tell me kind of where that came from and where, where it's gone since then and how you think things have changed since 2016. Sure. Um, so I started going to like outdoor retailer in maybe like two, 2015 or so. And for me, I just felt like very out of place because I was the only woman of color or like person of color in that space and you know everywhere I looked like in videos and films and commercials advertisement you know there was really nobody who looked like me and coming from the bay area that's very strange because you know if you go out on any given trail like within a two-hour radius of the city there it's it's really diverse out there um so a friend of mine who is a super prominent voice in the outdoor industry, especially like in the influencer type of area, um, it was like super adamant and like talking about like champion, like was like a champion of diversity. And so she had told me 
or she was like coming to California for a a photo shoot and I was like hey you know if like they need more people um more diverse people just let me know and then I just never heard back from her and then later on I found out that they were still looking for people um and so it kind of just got me thinking about like the media space and you know why aren't there more people of color um, and so it's been almost two years since I wrote that. Um, and it's been oh, kind of a wild ride. Um, you know, REI has their new force of nature, I guess, ad campaign. And a lot of a lot of companies are really looking to partner more with more people of color. And like for me personally, the article was super helpful because it connected me to a lot of people in people of color in the outdoor industry and that for me alone has been amazing because I've never felt like I had anyone there to say like to like really bounce ideas off of and talk to and you know share stories with um so that has been really cool and it just widens my network um of people to help do like for me as a photographer, I want to really try to like portray like the world that I live in and like the way I see things, right? And so like having a network filled with like a lot of people who look like me or maybe like don't look like me, but like are like, just, you know, have their stories and experiences from, you know, wherever they came is really, really fun. Absolutely. I always say that like the mountains don't care what you look like or how able-bodied you are or where you come from or if you're hungry like the mountains just don't care about about anything mm -hmm. you know and the mountains are the great equalizer mm -hmm. or nature itself I guess yeah I think that's that's a really powerful article that you wrote and I'm glad that the voices are getting louder for women in the outdoors and people of color and um you know I think that you are being just by being yourself and by putting out really high quality beautiful content of how you interact with nature i think you are helping you know amplify different voices and just you know just doing you mm -hmm. oh man well is there any advice you can give to our listeners who are mostly marketing managers and people in editorial and things like that oh gosh uh <laughs> hire more photographers and writers and people of color. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like, I think if there was anything I had to say, it would really be that because, um, you know, yes, we have made a good chunk of progress, but we can, we can still do more. And I think the more we uplift others um, voices and stories and images, especially people who don't look like ours. I think we just have a more well-rounded community. Awesome. That's some good closing advice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, people can follow you on Instagram at, at Paulina Dao, D-A-O. Um, and then your, where, where else can they follow you? Your website? Yep. My website at littlegrunts.com. <laughs> perfect and thank you so much for being on the podcast and I think everyone is going to 
identify with your story and your, you know, questioning. And I, I really enjoyed talking to you. Awesome. Thanks so much. So thank you so much to Paulina for being on the podcast. I'm excited to follow Paulina and see where the career and her photography continues to grow and evolve. And um, I think I think it was just one of the most relatable episodes and people I've talked to on the podcast so far. So um, exciting, exciting stuff. Tune in next week when I talk to adventure photographer Kylie Fly. Kylie is a very energetic human being who can hike to the top of anything with tons and tons of gear. And I'm excited to have Kylie on the podcast next week. Here's a sneak peek. I kind of hate the word authentic because who freaking knows what that means? But like, that's why I go for candid. I don't like that posy stuff. I don't like telling people like, hey, go over there and do this and that and the other. I mean, sometimes... There are certain things where you might have to move something or position someone. And, you know, obviously that's the nature of the work as a creative director. But really it's about like capturing people doing what they do in the most natural way possible. And if there's something that I saw that I missed, then those are the times I might interject and be like, hey, that was freaking awesome. Will you do that one more time for me? And then they'll be like, hey, okay. So it's like sometimes that's the way it works. But uh, in general, yeah, I kind of like to be a shadow on the a shadow, a fly on the wall, so to speak, so I can capture people in their most natural element, ideally. Mm-hmm.